Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Tales, episode 4, The First Avenger. In uh, that title, we are talking about Captain America today. First, I want to hit on some uh, responses, email responses from what we had on our last episode. Uh, one big glaring error I had put into the Wolverine uh, podcast was that uh, Hugh Jackman, who plays Wolverine on the movies uh, seven seven times already, uh, is about six foot tall, and in the comics, Logan is about five foot or so. So it's a dramatically different height example. But uh, I believe Hugh Jackman does a very good job portraying what we expect uh, Wolverine to look like um, from the comic book perspective. And you can almost forgive the fact that he's much taller than uh, the character would be in uh, the comics. So that being said, let's get into the first Avenger, Captain America. Uh, Captain America came about in March 1941 in Captain America Comics number 1, created by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. Uh, you remember Jack Kirby, he's done a lot of the artwork for the Marvel Comics and actually, as you can see, started in the 40s. Uh, this was actually timely comics at the time. It was not Marvel at this point. It did not become Marvel until the 1960s. So this is one of those predated um, books from uh, characters from prior to even being the Marvel Universe. Uh, this was created during the Golden Age. And the Golden Age was the 1940s and early 50s. Uh, by comic standards. The Silver Age began in the early 1960s uh, with basically the start of uh, Fantastic Four and um, and Spider-Man. So this is a Golden Age character who was brought back uh, with some flashbacks. And I think that's something to be... When we get to who's worn the uniform, that'll, that'll become clear. There were flashbacks and imposters and replacements throughout to cover the period of time from the end of World War II through the early 1960s. Uh, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby revived Captain America in Avengers number 4 in March of 1964, so there was a period of time when there was no Captain America or Captain America comics. So everything you see, you see in their history came from flashbacks, effectively. Uh, in in uh, 1968, April of 1968, Captain America got his own title, uh, again, and it was a reimagining of Tales of Suspense, which had been an earlier series, if you remember, Tales of Suspense, became Captain America with issue number 100, became his own book. Um, now, who's worn the uniform? You notice I haven't said who. Uh, Captain America, we think of as Steve Rogers. That's that's the character we, we associate with, with the uniform. Uh, but actually, Bucky Barnes has also worn it, William Nasland, Jeffrey Mace, William Burnside, John Walker, and Johann Schmidt, also known as the Red Skull, uh, took over uh, Steve Rogers' body, and a body possession was Captain America. So there's a lot of people who have worn this this uh, uniform and carried this shield, but it wasn't always just Steve Rogers, um, as we can see. So, you know, uh, William Naslin, Jeffrey Mason, William Burnside were basically the interim between World War II and the revival of Captain America, uh, they took up the mantle as a as a patriotic thing for the country uh, during the Korean War and things like that. Originally, Captain America had a triangular shield, 
Uh, he did not get the round shield until later on. So when he was introduced, it was a triangular shield. Much harder to throw, more of a blocking shield, more of a traditional shield. Uh, the, the rounded shield became uh, later in the 40s uh, as World War II progressed. But, uh, and it was, the original shield was just a piece of uh, steel. It wasn't anything special. It just had a red, white, and blue uh, flag pattern on it. Um, so it wasn't really what we associate with Captain America today. Now, let's say you want to learn a bit more about Captain America and who he is as a character. Um, you can go back to the originals. As I said, they are really dated. Um, we're talking 1940s dated, and if you could find original copies, it would be very expensive. Um, but if you're trying to get into just a feel for the character and who he is and what he stands for, you could try out the Captain America No More, beginning issue, Captain America issue 332. It's a 19-issue arc where Captain America gives up being Captain America and takes on the role and persona of the Captain. Um, he's basically Captain America in a <laughs> bizarro twisted uh, costume and things but I've put in the um, the link for the trade paperback so you can get the trade paperback, read through that arc and kind of get a feel for him. It's not an all-inclusive but it does delve into a lot of his motivations and why he does what he does and eventually comes back to being Captain America but what he has to accomplish on his own and, and learn about himself and it's a good it's a good jumping off point just to get a feel for who he is and why he does the things he does does. Um, top villain. This is an easy one for Captain America. It's the Red Skull. Uh, we talked about Johann Schmidt being the Red Skull has taken possession of Steve Rogers' body at one point. He he was introduced in Captain America Comics number 7 in October of 1941. Created by Joe Simon, Jack Kirby, and France Heron. So he's been around pretty close to the beginning. Uh, he is the guy who basically is the bane of his existence. Uh, there's another character that they kind of reintroduced in the 60s called uh, Baron Zemo, but it's not really the same. It's kind of a reimagined uh, bad guy. It's not the, he, He's around from the 40s, but he, he, it's really the Red Skull that you really need to, to know. If you know the Red Skull, you know the history of the Red Skull, you know the involvement of Captain America. It's really, they're intertwined. Um, the first Captain America movie... The, the first Avenger, did focus on the Red Skull and really had no references to Nazis or Germans or anything like that, which was to make it palatable for the rest of the world. But uh, it was really it was really a Red Skull-focused movie. Now, that gets us into the movies like the comics. And actually, this the movies so far that we've portrayed, and I'm not talking about the 1979 movie, which was horrid. I'm talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, um, they got it pretty well. It's not exact, but it's pretty good. Um, the Red Skull is instrumental. There's there's death. There's uh, Bucky Barnes in the in the comics is a kid sidekick. He's not Cap's best friend growing up, and his uh, partner uh, in the war. Uh, he does die in the war. We think uh, Captain America does die in the war. We think, uh, but they are not. They don't perish in the way that was portrayed in that movie. Uh, so there's some product license there. Um, the Winter Soldier, the second movie, that was a reimagining and, and, and is comic-based, uh, but later comic-based. So something to be aware of. It's not exact. The whole S.H.I.E.L.D. issue with um, with the Winter Soldier was hit or miss, but pretty pretty good. In, in and of itself, pretty good movies for what they were. Um, 
not exact comic book, but again, we, we can't get caught up in should they be exact or not. They are what they are, and they provide entertainment. Do you enjoy the entertainment? Yes or no. And that's really what you got to take from it. But the characters and the stories are close enough that you feel like it's it's not completely wrong uh, the way it was lifted. So keep that in mind when you're watching these movies. They're, they're actually the closest ones you're going to find uh, to what you want to want to see from the comics. Why do I like him? Well, he's a tactical leader. He has the heart of a hero, and I can't stress that enough. This guy exudes hero. He's not the he's the antithesis to Iron Man, who's cynical, or Wolverine, who's violent. He he's calculated, tactical in everything he does, which is good. He rarely loses hope that he can't overcome something. He's enhanced human, but still normal. He had the Vita rays and the 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 whole process that made him Captain America from the ninety eight pound weakling. He's well trained. Uh, and he simply pushes himself to maintain his peak ability. He's always trying to do make himself better. Uh, but he's flawed. He's a man at a time. He's from the 40s, grew up in the Depression from the 40s. His old-fashioned sensibilities that make it harder for him to adapt to today. And think about that for yourself. If you're placed in a situation where you know no one, know nothing, and you're dropped in that situation, you're going to be a little awkward. You're going to feel a little awkward, and you're going to want to... Express yourself the way you think you should express yourself, and it may not be acceptable or, or even looked at as appropriate. Uh, that's what he is. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of close people to him because obviously they're, they're dead or they're very, very old. Um, so he doesn't have to worry about protecting a lot of people. He has some that he does, and he eventually develops relationships with people to do that. But he struggles with the changing America. When he went to, when he was uh, in suspended animation, he basically left a country that was all out, all beside, behind winning World War II. And he comes back to a time in the 1960s when there's protests against war. There's people who don't, are cynical of government, of cynical of the, the presidency. It, it's, it's a different world for him. And it's, he didn't get to live through the time where it, it slowly became that. He goes from one to the other extreme. And it's really tough. Um, and he has struggled with this throughout the comics it's always that give and take. What can I accept and what can I really try to change? Um, and one thing I really I struggle with Captain America is he fails to take the steps to end a threat. Um, we talked about Wolverine and his ability to do what's necessary to get the job done, to kill to end a threat. Captain America doesn't kill and claims the Avengers cannot kill or do not kill. Uh, he makes the Avengers name something to be proud of. But I, I think it's a misrepresentation of the word Avenger because nothing's ever really avenged. It's just pushed off till another time because the bad guys always escape custody. There is no capital punishment in the Marvel Universe. So it's simply we lock them up until they escape and they cause problems and turmoil and death again because that's what they do. Uh, and I think that the battle keeps getting fought over and over with the same bad guys and no, there's no end. And, and that makes the comics... Something you can say, you can always sit back and say, okay, they're always going to be here. And that's all comics. That's not just Captain America comics or Marvel comics. The, the bad guys never seem to go away. Uh, and it's, it's shorthand because the creators don't have an infinite number of bad guys to create. And you can't create the same tension with the new guy you just introduced on page two uh, that you can with somebody you've got a history with. So I understand that part. But they never go away. And, and Captain America's reluctance to do the hard thing... 
uh, or the necessary thing can sometimes seem a little antiquated. Uh, and I know that's the juxtaposition for his personality, but it's something you need to be aware of when you're when you're uh, reading over his books that this this character is struggling with the things that you and I would struggle with. What you know, if somebody threatened us, what would we do? Would we be magnanimous enough to say, okay, I I will arrest you and hand you over to the authorities so that due process can take place? Or would we lash out like Wolverine and, and um, take matters into our own hands? And I think until you're in that situation, you probably can't answer that. But it does make you think. And I think that's the purpose of these these comics in whatever we talk about. They make you think. The, the, the artist may not have that intention. The, uh, the stories may not go down that road. But I think inadvertently, comics make you think. They're a reflection of society, and Captain America is no less so, a reflection of what we see and what we experience, whether it's uh, racism, terrorism, uh, whatever. It, it's, it's all out there for us, and we need to recognize that this is something that we can have an effective change over, but what can we do that's within the rules? Captain America is the ultimate rule abider. So if you're wondering who out there is going to follow the rules, it's Captain America. He will follow the rules to a T, even if he doesn't like what they mean. He will do what he's told. He was told he had to be had to work for the government, and he gave up being Captain America instead of working for the government because he didn't feel it was appropriate. He, his principles are utmost and highest here, and that's something to be admired. He stands on his principles. He doesn't. You don't have to agree with him, but he still stands on them, and he, he feels that one man can overcome and can't succeed where other people will fail simply because they don't have the will to succeed. So in a nutshell, he, he's a he's a guy you want on your team, and that's why he's been a mainstay of the Avengers since his revival, um, worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. and done the, done the things that needed to be done uh, in that sense. But uh, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't get involved in the black, darker things simply because that's not who he is, and they recognize that. So that's been Captain America. I hope you've enjoyed this short uh, blast in the past with Captain America. And if you have any questions, please email us at info at hannatreeproductions.com. Check us out on iTunes, rate our podcast, let us know what you think. Uh, We would love to hear if you have suggestions on future podcasts that you'd like us to tackle. Thank you very much. Uh, I've been Chad, and good night.